As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is Texas, the second largest U.S. state, home to just over 30 million people and the most Fortune 500 companies in the country, now beating out even New York and California. Texas on its own would be the eighth largest economy in the world, ranking above Australia, Brazil, Russia, and even the entire country to their north, Canada, with an annual economic output of nearly 2.5 trillion US dollars. Texas is also doing something that most advanced economies fail to do, maintain stable economic growth, outpacing most global economies of similar size, certainly those that are equally as advanced. And to understand why, we need to as always answer a few simple questions. Will Texas be the next internal economic superpower like California? What is it that makes the economy of Texas special on a state, national and global level? Has Texas just been lucky, or is there a strategic method behind the Texan economic plan? And finally, will its long list of current challenges see it lose out to other rivals within and outside of the USA? Once we've done all of that, we can update Texas's spot on the Economics Explained National Leaderboard. Before we get into it, a small disclaimer is that measuring the exact output of a state is always up for a little bit of debate because the regular international organisations like the International Monetary Fund or the World Bank that usually document national output figures don't do it for Texas because, well, Texas is not a country. But with that out of the way, in exploring the complexities behind a state's economic prosperity, such as Texas, it's important to realise that the Lone Star State's economic dominance is not guaranteed. And unlike sovereign national economies, Texas has certain advantages, but key risks as well. And that has contributed to its history of big booms and big busts. The state as we know it today really got started before it was officially a state when the land was cheap. The promise of opportunity in the rich soil started to attract the new early Texan settlers. The area once acquired by the United States was allowed to hold on to its public lands, which was unusual at the time and was the reason for people to start making something of it. In its most basic form, this is the concept of comparative advantage in economic output. When considering the factors of production, access to public lands created opportunities for cattle and cotton to emerge as industries critical to the state's early growth. Railroads expanded into the region along with the invention of the cotton gin, and it must be recognised the acquisition of labour from the practice of slavery all contributed to create the state's first economic boom. Spinning the white gold into cash crowned Texas as the king of cotton, creating profitability in the short run, but complicating the state's path to industrialization in the long term. The comparative advantage of land, labour and logistics made the natural resources and infrastructure attractive to people to develop businesses around them. This might explain how the Lone Star State was essentially a sovereign nation for the nine years before joining the US. As the economy developed around cotton, other agricultural sectors emerged such as ranching, timber and corn. Resource-rich economies eventually face major problems if they become overly dependent on one industry. Whether that's pulling gold, oil or cotton out of the ground, it all creates the same problems. Today, cotton and cattle are important exports but are no longer the main growth drivers, so we know that Texas was able to transition its economy to other industry clusters such as energy, advanced manufacturing and technology. A lot of countries, and even other regions in the US, struggle to transition away from resource economies, and this lesson of Texas can teach us a lot about how to successfully make the switch. One thing to recognise though is that it had a few advantages that a lot of resource-rich economies today don't have. One of the biggest things that Texas had going for it was land. The disposition, use and settlement of it transformed the resource into the state's unofficial currency. The Lone Star State used land to reward soldiers, promote settlement and finance the operations of the government. 
Before transportation infrastructure was an option for moving the state's exports, it depended on the wide open frontier and access and the cultivation of land, which created trade opportunities with the rest of the country. Global trade before the mid-1950s, and even trade between regions in the US, was far less intense than it is today. As food production stabilised and local industries sprung up to support the existing population, there was little pressure to be globally competitive, because it was easier to make the basic consumer goods of the day locally than it was to transport them on small ships or early rail networks. Luckily the state was not complacent, because it would later find out that getting global trade right eventually rewarded Texas with the number one land port and the number one destination for corporate headquarter relocations in the US. The land grants that paved the way for development in the early statehood days laid the groundwork for the state's business-friendly practices of today. No corporate taxes and no personal state income taxes, which create a competitive advantage when companies consider places for corporate headquarters or relocations. Attracting more people to Texas contributed to the record growth in population with domestic migration leading the way in the last few years precisely because of its no personal state income taxes. The number one state exporting people and companies to Texas is California. Nearly 53,000 households with adjusted gross income of over 7.2 billion US dollars made the move between 2020 and 2021, and over half of companies relocating their headquarters are moving from the Golden State to the Lone Star State. If it continues this rate of growth, Texas is tracking to surpass California in population by 2040. The state's investment in higher education through the creation of two flagship systems started in the first Texas Constitution. At the time, policymakers probably had no idea just how much of an impact it would have on the state a century later. The investment teed up the state's dominance in advanced manufacturing through public-private partnerships with the state's education system, leading to its position as a top tech exporting state. So, will Texas be the next California? No. But it could be bigger, and that's because of the influence of industry. Its diverse industry clusters make the economy of Texas special on a state, national and global level. Energy's role in the Texas economy is both an asset and a liability. One of the state's highest growth sectors is as a top producer of wind power in the USA. The state has experienced both record smashing hot and cold weather, which tested the limits of the state's grid system. Texas may also be associated with crude industries, but the first electronic integrated circuit was built in Dallas in the 1950s, and Texas has continued to pioneer critical tech inventions leading to increased investment from the state's legislature into initiatives that position the state as the dominant player in both the national and global race for semiconductor production. Ironically, the state's first constitution prohibited banking and made the formation of private corporations difficult, completely the opposite of the free market practices that attract companies to move there and entrepreneurs to start new businesses today. Today, more Fortune 500 companies have headquarters in Texas than anywhere else in the US, 55 to be exact. The state's central time zone, access to transportation infrastructure, and tax-friendly business climate are a big deal when it comes to attracting companies that create more jobs for Texans. The state's central placement in North America has long strengthened Texas's economy when agriculture, oil, and trade were its primary industries. Now companies in industries such as advanced manufacturing not only move to the state, but increase their investment spending which spurs more innovation. The result is that Texas exported more semiconductors and electronic components than California, Arizona, and New York combined in 2022. Increases in investment spending from companies is matched by a fiscal policy response from the Texas government's $1.4 billion boost to the advanced manufacturing sector through the CHIPS Act. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, 
invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The move meets the moment as geopolitical tensions escalate between the US and China over Taiwan, the leading global semiconductor manufacturer of advanced chips in the world. Driving global recognition is important for an economy like Texas, particularly as it relates to moving goods. As global trade intensifies, Texas is well positioned in advanced technology and manufacturing to boost the state's exports. As the top exporting state in the US for the last 21 years in a row, Texas's total trade value rose to $285.6 billion US dollars in 2022. The Lone Star State has the most ports of entry in the US, linking its companies with the nation and the rest of the world. The top trade port in the United States is the Port of Laredo in South Texas. As American companies reduce their reliance on factories in Asia and shift their manufacturing to Mexico, Texas is positioned to continue growing as a dominant player in international trade. The state's proximity to Mexico is a challenge and an advantage because Mexico is both the state's top export and import destination. But ongoing tensions at the US-Mexico border complicate supply chains and creates bottlenecks straining the very trade flows that contribute to the state's record economic growth. Economic and political tensions at the border have accelerated the crisis, and with no federal action in sight to relieve the pressure, it remains one of the state's biggest challenges. International trade is key to the economy, with over one million jobs supported by Texas's exports and another half a million jobs in foreign-owned Texas firms. Firms face another crisis on the domestic front, a tight labour market. More than half of Texas's business executives reported in a Dallas Fed survey that the skills gap in the state's workforce is an impediment to hiring. Despite all of that, employment, on average, grows twice as fast in Texas compared to the rest of the nation, which is due to consistent and sustained net in-migration from other states and abroad. Texas's rapid population and scaling economic growth are advantages that also pose challenges in terms of access to natural resources. Demand for the state's water is forecasted to outpace the supply by 2070, which could result in over a quarter of the state's population facing a municipal water shortage if nothing is done. Texas has room to grow unlike the Golden State with the largest state GDP, however it must manage and protect the very natural resources critical to sustaining and supporting that growth. Water throughout Texas's history has always been a cherished, highly regulated commodity with specific legal structures in place before and after statehood. Investment in water infrastructure repair is critical after learning that the state lost 30 billion gallons of water in 2021 due to broken pipes. Nobody can predict the future, least of all economists, but Texas is today more than ever facing international and domestic challenges to support the very population growth that is in turn supporting its economy. Okay, so now it's time to put Texas on the Economics Explained leaderboard, which we've done before, but that was three years ago and a lot has changed since then. Starting as always with size, Texas has an estimated GDP of 2.3 to 2.4 trillion US dollars, making it comparable to the 8th largest national economy in the world, if it was to be counted as its own country. Of course, it's not, and these figures are less accurate than World Bank figures, because imports and exports, which are a major component of economic output, are harder to measure over state borders, where, unlike international borders, almost no records are kept of what is coming in or going out. Even still, the state gets an 8 out of 10. Taking those GDP estimates and spreading it out over Texas population of 30.3 million people means the state has a GDP per capita of around $79,207, which puts it in line with countries like Denmark, so it gets an 8 out of 10, falling only behind the true outliers with six-figure GDPs per capita. Stability and confidence is both helped and hurt by being part of the largest and most influential economy in the world. Help because it uses the global reserve currency, it has a huge domestic market for its products, and it has the backing of the US federal government if it finds trouble. But it's also hurt because it competes for talent and investment spending with the other states, including California, which is still the go-to destination for a lot of the same industries. Even still, the state gets a 9 out of 10. 
Growth has been strong and consistent, only shrinking during the 2008 global recession and the global lockdowns of 2020. It's also maintained a growth rate above the US, outpacing most advanced economies. Texas gets a 7 out of 10. Finally, industry. Texas is unmatched as more Fortune 500 companies choose to relocate their corporate headquarters there, particularly advanced manufacturing, which relies less on extracting value from limited natural resources. Texas rides in at an easy 10 out of 10 here. Altogether, that gives Texas an average score of 8.4 out of 10. If you like this video, you'll also like the one that we recently did on California, and you should be able to click to that on your screen now. Thanks for watching, partner. Bye.